Don't tap water, this the real face, fuck the bitch, broke our heart, she think we still dang Three choppers sitting in the car, we play it real safe Fifty million dollars in cash, that's a cold case Spent so much cash in Chanel, they want a CID Bust down Welcome back to the All Things Sports Podcast, Season 2 This is Episode 34 now, I'm your host Julian My co-host Justin, you As always, we're here, bringing you our thoughts on the latest sports topics Takes, news, breaking news, Woj bombs, playoffs, finals. Uh, we've we got the news today. It's finally over. The Russell Westbrook sweepstakes have uh, been claimed. I won't say one. I'll say claimed by the Houston Rockets. Obviously, um, they traded him for Chris Paul, first round picks in 2024, 2026, and also pick swaps in 2021 and 2025. That's what the league sources told ESPN, (laughs) as per Woj. Uh, And the Miami Heat, I guess, essentially were like, listen, you're asking for too much today. Because today's Thursday, we're recording Thursday. And thankfully, this news dropped as soon as you got here, before the podcast, so we could get out the way. We wouldn't have recorded the podcast and then woke up tomorrow and been like, we didn't get to talk Russell Westbrook. Whatever happens, happens. But... Russell Westbrook with Miami, um, it kind of fell off as far as Miami when they supposedly asked for two of Justice Winslow, Bam Adebayo, or Tyler Hero, and also, I believe it was two draft picks. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm glad Pat Riley you know, agreed with Heat Nation where he thought Sam Presti was out of his, out of his mind like Tom Thibodeau in a sense, but... It is what it is. At the end of the day, the Miami Heat have the flexibility to have a max contract after this uh, season and also going into the summer of 2021 where we saw the likes of Giannis Antetokounmpo, Kawhi Leonard, Paul George becoming free agents. Um, Listen, we're not going to go too deep into this basketball world. This week is our football episode. Starting off, uh, we did have to kill that, though. Russell Westbrook. Teaming back up with James Harden. I don't know if you want to drop in some input. I really don't. I mean, it was the only way they were going to get rid of that contract because they clearly, I mean, they said that everybody was up for grabs, but what they really meant to say was they were trying to trade Chris Paul. They're trying to get rid of that contract. And nobody was going to take that contract. And then, uh, similarly enough, you know, we hear about the Westbrook trade. Hear about Westbrook's contract, 172 over the next four years. It's set to, you know, increase over the next four years, similar to Chris Paul's contract. And they said that if the deal wanted to get done with Miami, since we were capped out, we would have to unload assets that were uh, equal to the amount of Westbrook's contract. So this is the only way possible, really, that the Houston Rockets could unload uh, Chris Paul's contract. So, I mean, it's, it's kind of a win-win for both teams, I suppose. Because, I mean, yes, even though the Thunder are, in return, gaining a horrible contract, it's not going to matter in the long run for the simple fact of, one, they might and probably will unload Chris Paul. And two, who really cares when you have, like, 15 draft picks over the next... Literally. <laughs> you know, they're going to be... What, what was that... 
tweet that you showed me that they traded for Chris Paul and uh, eighth graders. <laughs> yeah, and a couple yeah. Of eighth graders. Yeah, because that's pretty much they have they have picks up until twenty twenty six. Yeah, think about this. They have two first round picks. In 2020, 2021, 2022, 23, 24. They have three in 24, actually. And they have three in 26. They have one in 25. It's wild. And I know some of them have... I know not all of them are protected. Some right. Of them have some to, of them yeah, are some of them have to be unprotected. Or having to give him up, essentially, and also, you know, having to get rid of Russell Westbrook. You know, it's come to an end, his tenure. Uh, it's been 11 years. It's been a wild up and down 11 years, but, you know, Westbrook's ready to keep going. I mean, he won MVP, James Harden won the next year, and the West is wide open. So they're going to try to go ahead and make a shot. They have Eric Gordon still. They still have P.J. Tucker. They got to keep Clint Capella. I mean, they have another shot for another run, at least. Yeah. I'm not necessarily saying that this team is going to the finals. I'm not saying they're going to be a top shot in the West, but they'll definitely be competitive, and they definitely already have the experience of what it takes to get to the Western Conference Finals. So um, I don't look for them to try to sell themselves short on that. So that's that. Uh, I did want to get into what well, we wanted to get into this football news, obviously. You know what I'm saying? Like NFL season is, a, is, is, is you could smell the grass growing, right? You can kind of, you can kind of uh, feel that humidity when you walk outside and think about how the fall is gonna just be so much more beautiful when there's football on NBC on on Sunday nights and ESPN on Monday, good old CBS and Fox on Sunday. Good old, good old Sunday night, right? So while we jump into this NFL world, what we did tell our followers and, and listeners what we were gonna do was break down each division in the NFL, uh, East, West, North, South, AFC, NFC, week by week. We'll go one division at a time. And uh, basically what we're gonna do is let each other, or let you guys know uh, how they did last season, highlight the off seasons, you know, additions and losses, uh, preview how we think they're gonna go into next year and do, and then uh, their record. So that should be fun. We're going to start off this week with the AFC South. Obviously, my Colts in the AFC South. We don't necessarily have to start there. Uh, was there any specific team you wanted to start with this? With this, ooh, this preseason, preseason review. We got, we got about two months left until football season. We got a month left until, a little less than a month left until. Uh, Preseason starts. Training camp starts in about two weeks. Oof. It's all coming together. It's all coming together. Who do you want to kick off with? I think... I'm glad we started with this division, because this division... It's it's interesting. It had, it had kind of like an overnight change um, as far as competitiveness. I still think the Colts are the favorite, but I think the most intriguing team would have to be the Jacksonville Jaguars, considering of... The the hot and cold, the hot and cold, the night and day they had from AFC Championship to just you know falling flatter in the face last season to Super Bowl MVP quarterback Nick Foles. So I mean we can start right there. <clears throat> we'll start in Jacksonville since that's kind of closest to us. 
being as though we're in Fort Lauderdale. Um, listen, Jacksonville last year had to really come to terms with what they were. Um, coaching front office, they had to understand that the direction they were headed was literally south. It wasn't complacency. It wasn't, you know, we're not as good. No, we're getting worse, and we're going to keep going down, down, down if we continue to have Blake Bortles at the helm of this franchise. The franchise's defense is, is way too good to Mark Sanchez it, right? So they kind of... <clears throat> They're lucky that they Mark Sanchez AFC Championshiped it mm-hmm. early enough to right. where they didn't have to kind of work to that AFC Championship. Um, obviously, they haven't been to the playoffs in how no who knows how long, and then they got to the AFC Championship. But nonetheless, we knew that they were capable of doing it with the greatest defense in the league at the time. But we just didn't know how far they can go with possibly the worst quarterback, if not top five worst quarterbacks in the league. Um, now, thankfully, they what did they do? Trade him to the Rams? I believe it was they traded him, or they was he a free agent? I think they who Blake Bortles. Yeah, no, they traded him. I think they traded him and they signed Nick Foles uh, to that big deal. And this is what their season is is kind of this is this is a big part of what their season is going to rely on. It's not going to be all Nick Foles. I'm not going to put that pressure on him this year coming into to 2019. What I think, in my opinion. You know, the Jaguars have to do is they're going to have to, first of all, keep playing the defense that they're playing. There's no letting up. There's no, like, we can be a top five defense. Like, Jacksonville needs to be the best defense in the league if they want to. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. It's not so much with them finding their identity. It's almost, in a sense, relearning their identity. Yeah, and like and, owning yeah, it. Yeah, exactly. And then Nick Foles on the offensive side is going to have to come in and kind of take, you know, a wide receiving core that's not the most, you know, out, I guess, like flashy and, and they they don't look as good on paper. They can play. I'm not going to discount that, but they're definitely not a top 10 wide receiving core in the league. Uh, so they did get Nick Foles for that reason, you know, to try to try to bring bring something out of these players. They lost Moncrief to the Steelers. And then another big uh, factor to me is Leonard Fournette. You know, he has to bounce back. He has to he has to come in this year and, and reevaluate his morals, in my opinion. And I'm not trying to like take it personal, personal, but it's like you came into the league and your story was, you know, you're from Louisiana. You went to LSU. You know that you had the Katrina story, you know, that you, you and your family family fortunately made it through um but you came in with so much heart so much passion with this game you used to run you know what i'm saying heads on with with lsu you 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 calling out mike mitchell to to you know try to tackle you in the game versus steelers and then you come out your your sophomore year and you realize that your team offensively is not as good and it's just not as fun because they're throwing a heavier load on you and what happens toward the end of the season? You get into fights on the sideline, get suspended, and you don't even show up dressed, or you don't even show up for the last game of the season like you're Antonio Brown. You know what I mean? So Tom Coughlin doesn't play that. We know that he doesn't play that. They they disciplined him, they reprimanded him, and I think he's going to come into the season with his head on his shoulders and with that 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 ferocious mentality that he's had since college. Because we can't sit here and act like Leonard Fournette was not the best running back drafted in his class. Oh, for sure, for sure. Dominate, 
dominated. And we, and, we, and, we, and we knew that going in. But I think as much as it had to do with uh, Leonard Fournette, it also had to do with the staff and, you know, offensive coordinator and things like that because they were so obviously just so one-dimensional. It kind of was like all you had to do was stop Leonard Fournette and then that was it. You know, yeah. but Blake Bortles is neither a quarterback that's going to win you a game and he's not a quarterback that's going to lose you a game. I mean, he's just very... There. So, yeah, he's just there. He's just, you know, taking up a spot. Uh, he could lose you the game. He yeah, could lose yeah, you yeah, the game. We've, yeah. I don't think Blake Bortles is going to win you the game. No, but he could sure. lose you. Yeah, yeah, we, yeah, we've seen that. And we saw him lose the game in the AFC Championship versus the uh, Patriots. If we go back to that game, it's on tape. It was a third down. Jacksonville needed to get a first down to be able to try to, you know, they would have had a perfect chance to win this game. If they scored a touchdown, game over. He has TJ Yeldon running a wheel route over the sideline, and he's wide open, and he overthrew him. And, yeah, it's one play, one throw, but definitely the biggest throw of the season, definitely biggest play of the season, would have sent them to the Super Bowl. Like you said, it was really the only put play Nick that Foles there, and I'm sure he makes that throw. Yeah, so, it was really the only play that mattered. It was really simple as that. Uh, quarterback in twenty seventh in twenty eight no twenty seventeen and in twenty eighteen last year was their their defense didn't have it all year and their offense. I feel like their offense drained their defense. Like seeing what their offense was doing last year. Oh yeah, no, their, de- was, their defense was their defense on. was just any any good defense. If if you look back, you know, rec- in the records, no good or great defense plays that many minutes. It's just right, it's, you, right. it, you won't see it. So, you, know, you can look back on the 2008 Steelers. You can look back on the Broncos when they had Peyton Manning. You can look back on, uh, I guess you could probably say the 2015 uh, Seattle Seahawks. Because the New York Giants, too. Yeah, no great defense is on the field for that long. So they play. Yeah, Blake Bortles could not sustain a drive. Blake Bortles was three and out almost every drive. It was. It was literally like they, they played the Buffalo Bills in the playoffs in that uh, playoff year two years ago, mm-hmm. and it was like a like a neck and neck game all game. I think it was like six zip they won or like nine six or something like that. Ew, yeah, it was. Yeah, <laughs> it was. Yeah, it was something crazy. So, uh, as far as. You know, that's that, that's last year. As we said, this year, Leonard Fournette, Nick Foles are going to have to have big years. And the defense is just going to have to kind of find Jaylen, themselves. Jaylen, Jaylen, Jaylen. I mean, they, they definitely lost some some key defensive pieces. And, you know, the, the pieces that are there, the Clayus Campbell. Who did they lose on defense? It was... They lost to Sean Gibson. I know they lost to Sean Gibson. Well, they traded Dante Fowler, but that was last Dante season. Dante Fowler. That was last that was uh, season. Was it... In Gakwe? No, it wasn't in Gakwe. I know. Wow. Malik Jackson. Boom. There it is. Malik Jackson. There it is. Yeah, for sure. That's he went one. to, um, ooh, that one. That's not this division. All right, so that doesn't matter. But <laughs> I hear what you're saying. Um, they did lose some defenders, and uh, they did add Jeff Swain from the Cowboys. Yeah. The tight end, you know, because they had Safarian Jenkins and he was battling with injuries. They thought he could kind of be, well, he had a decent season with the Jets, I think, the year before that. And then last year 
really wasn't much. He got hurt. Jeff Swaim's another tight end who, you know, was dealing with injuries with the, with the Cowboys. He had to miss half the season last year. He broke his wrist, I think, in the year before. So everything's just going to have to kind of just be there for them. And Nick Foles is going to have to be that, that, that daycare. This is a bad reference, but that daycare uh, caretaker in a sense. Like he's going to have to just keep it all together. And and manage because, the yeah, because the defense the are going to give them the games to win. Because he's, he's the only one finish. on this roster who has been there and knows how to win and knows what it takes to win. And oh, not to cut you off, Telvin Smith. He qu- kind of quit. Uh yeah, he's taking a he's year taking off. His to, time off, yeah. yeah, to get you know whatever he needs to get right. So do you, boo boo? Yeah. So I mean. Obviously, they've definitely lost pieces, but I think this is an opportunity for, like I said, pieces that we know can step up. Jalen Ramsey. Jalen Ramsey's trying to get paid. They still have... Ngakwe's trying to get paid. Ngakwe's trying to get paid. Kalambo. Calais Campbell is getting older. Calais Campbell's... But Miles Jack, I think that Miles, Miles, this is this is Miles Jack's year and his time to step up and show why he was taken in the, you know, the top five. So, I mean, they, they still have... A solid defense that by no means I, I still think they can be a top five of course um, but there's you know other defense I could clearly put ahead of them but I, I clearly don't see them winning this division no do you see them getting to the playoffs this year I personally yeah. don't think the Jaguars are a playoff team yeah what's your record I'd say nine and seven and the only reason I say they would make it, obviously, as a wild card, uh, because I'm looking at, I'm thinking of looking at other AFC teams, and I'm seeing only one other uh, AFC division having two teams come out of it. Um, In my opinion, the AFC West. Yeah, for sure. But, but, but besides that, I don't. And, I don't and they s- will. So, <clears throat> I mean, what is it? Six teams make the playoffs. Mm-hmm. I I go Chiefs, Patriots, Colts, Chargers, Ravens. See, I don't have anybody else at the AFC North. But then again, I don't know if those Ravens go. That's what I'm saying. But right. the but the Browns, the Browns, the Browns will take the division. The Browns and um, uh, that's what I'm saying. That's why this division is like, I mean, it's 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 packed really because. You still have Tennessee there, and Tennessee is always like... But are the Steelers going to slip in there? No. Their defense is... No. <laughs> don't go... Don't get worried. Don't worry. <laughs> they will have their episode. Oh, Trust okay. me. But, yeah, I have Jacksonville making the wild card at 9-7. and seven. And the Jets don't make the playoffs this year? Hell no. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I can't wait for that episode. Oh. I had to throw that in there. I just, oh. it's, it's a possibility. So, what do you, what do you, what do you um, have them going? I have them going eight and eight. That's solid. Eight and eight. And can't be mad at that. That's solid. And it's not at the helm of Nick Foles not being able to do it or the defense not playing good enough. It's it's mixture of tough schedule and uh, some of those games that I felt could go this way kind of didn't. You know, I got them at eight and eight. Nine and seven would be solid as well. Um, but I don't think they get to 10 wins, and I don't think no. that they make the playoffs in the AFC. It's just because this division is interesting because we have Colts are clear-cut number one, in my opinion. I like, I like, I like Tennessee, uh, and, excuse me, Houston. And that, But I feel like after after that, it's kind of like 
Houston 2A, Tennessee yeah. 2B. Yeah. And then now Jacksonville, Jacksonville 2C. 2C because last year, you know, we weren't going to do it because Blake Bortles. But but the only reason I say Jacksonville is because I think this next team we're going to talk about just hasn't – I keep we keep waiting and they're making me mad, but Houston? they haven't shown me in the yes. They haven't shown me enough. They haven't shown it yet. Well, keep they keep making about, me glad about, about <laughs> as a Colts fan. Um, well, what do you expect? Team. What do you expect? You know, Deshaun Watson was having MVP type rookie season before he tore his ACL, and um, which which probably wouldn't have upheld that MVP due to the fact that his offensive line showcased last year that they're definitely one of the worst in the league. Oh my god! So you know you can't. It's the coach problem of, of the last five years. You know, you can't expect greatness or, or, or playoffs and victories when you don't have an offensive line. It doesn't matter how good your quarterback is. Trust Defensive me. linemen are too I fast. Would you would know. And we're getting to the AFC South soon. Uh, excuse me, AFC East soon. So, uh, listen. They drafted uh, tight, tight, I think his name was Titus, Titus Howard. From Alabama, uh, he was an offensive tackle. He's gonna have to come out because yeah. they traded their pick. They traded up to get him, which they had to. Yeah, and uh, I think Will Fuller's coming back next year. Yeah, Will Fuller will be shoot, praying. We'll Hopefully, come back he healthy. stays healthy all year. Um, they, they let go of Demarius Thomas, but I don't think they really. That was that was just filler to yeah. try to make some type of run in the season late. You know, Lamar Miller, I, I'm not going to sit here and talk about their run game. I don't think it's worthwhile, um, especially due to that offensive line. We really need to see what's good with this offensive line in Houston because it's going to make or break their season. Lamar Miller's not going to start this year. Now, who's that? Lamar Miller's not going to start this year. Who do you have? Foreman? Yeah. Damn. That's because, your boy, though. Because Miller's not going to be able to oh, get it's not his- about friends. <laughs> He's, he's not going to be, like you said, with the offensive line, he's not going to be able to get into space. He's going to get crowded quick, and then he's not going to know what to do. Foreman, at least a power back, has, has a chance, in so, my opinion. When, what I want to talk about... Or they're having a chip block the whole time. While we're talking about these teams and these breakdowns, like, <clears throat> excuse me, I want to look at this like, is this team going to go far? And this is for every, you know, every team in the league that we're going to break down. Like, is this team going to go far? And along with Jacksonville, I don't see Houston going far, and we'll get to that. But it starts off with their offensive line, and that leads to the run game. And then it also talks about what we just said, Will Fuller. We're going to need help with DeAndre, uh, DeAndre Hopkins, right? He's going to need help. Kiki Kuti who's in his second year this year. He's a, I guess, McCall Hardman, Tyreek Hill type of receiver, just playmaker, right? I'm not yeah. saying he's of the caliber, no, no, but no. I'm saying yeah. they're trying to develop him. He's, so he's, he, Yeah, he's kind of like, I would say, a Tyler Lockett. Tyler Lockett, there we go, yeah. there we go, there we go. So, you know, is he going to come back better? Um and another thing, how how are their defensive pieces going to come back? Health, health is the main concern for this team. I don't know who is on the medical staff, who is in charge of the medical staff. I'm tired of not seeing JJ Watt play. As JJ Watt as a player, as a person, is just amazing in every which way. Still mad that the Dolphins didn't take him, but I'll let that go. 
But yeah, I'm tired of seeing JJ Watt not play. It's just it's every year, it's something else. And I think I think it's getting ridiculous. It's gonna it's gonna come down to does JJ Watt and Jadavion Clowney stay healthy all year? And you took the words from my mouth. Uh, is JJ Hot gonna JJ Watt gonna stay healthy? Like every year is something. Mm-hmm. Whether it's a horrific injury, whether it's something that's gonna put him out for ten weeks until the playoffs or whatever it has been, it's been consistent. The fact that he's been able to put up Hall of Fame numbers throughout that just shows you J.J. Watt. Right. Unfortunately, we're not talking about J.J. Watt. We're talking about the Houston Texans. And him not being there hurts them. So he's going to need to be on the field as many times as he can this year, along with his counterpart, Jadavion Clowney. They lost Tyre Matthew. They yeah. lost Kareem Jackson. They got Bradley Roby. And they also got uh, Tashawn Gibson from Jacksonville. Mm. So and then clearly the Brian Cushion experiment is just well. I didn't want to go there. The meathead. Yeah. The meathead himself, Mister Cushing. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, you know, they drafted a corner in the second round. They drafted an O lineman in the first. I think they should have drafted more O-linemen and, and focused on that, but it is what it is. They're division rivals. I'm not talking from a biased perspective, but listen, if they don't draw in the draft <laughs> what they need to focus on, more power I to I mean, them. it was clear in the playoff game that the reason they lost was in the trenches, so I thought oh going boy. So I thought oh going boy, in, did you see those Colts push them back? Yeah, so I thought going into the offseason and the draft, they were going to focus on both sides. Because you got to protect your quarterback first and foremost, but then you got to get to the quarterback. But yeah, but then the best team in your division has the best offensive line, so you have to get to the quarterback. I don't think they focused enough on it, but you know, may, we'll see where that gets them. I don't think it gets them far. I'll put it like this: if their O line has a really solid year, which I'm not putting that on them because I don't expect it. It's not an overnight thing, mm-hmm. unless you draft a guy like Quentin Nelson and Braden Smith, but. If their O-line has a solid year, Deshaun Watson will have MVP numbers. I think he can put up MVP numbers with a solid O-line. We're talking about the most sacked quarterback in the league. Yeah. And we're talking what we've seen him do when his offensive line has played good. He has arguably... I can't even say that, but he has a top three wide receiver in the league, put it like that. I'll, I'll go as far to say he's the top one. I'm was, not going to just go ahead and agree with that. I will say because DeAndre if you Hopkins ask me, is top who would you one. rather have on your team, DeAndre Hopkins or Julio Jones, with with Deshaun Watson, not Matt Ryan, with Deshaun Watson, might go have, might have to go Julio. If you ask me, would you rather Julio or AB or Deshaun Watson or AB, hmm, I might go. The AB. reason I, I say the reason I say Deshaun. Is because if DeAndre, you, yes, my bad. sorry, yes, DeAndre Hopkins, him. is because if you look at the numbers in the past, let's say three to five years, and how they stack to an AB and to a Matt Ryan, the one constant or non-constant is that he's the only person that can get the ball as many times a game as he does on his team. Because Matt Ryan has Muhammad Sanu, Matt Ryan has Devontae Freeman, Matt Ryan has who's their other wide receiver on? Uh, they just drafted Calvin Ridley. They had Tevin Coleman, and then uh, 
AB had Juju Smith, James Conner, uh, Le'Veon Bell. Oh, it's the Lamar Miller and uh, Deshaun, uh, DeAndre Hopkins show over there. But... Well, Fuller don't even play. AB and Julio had the same quarterback. They've, they've known only one quarterback. That's a fact. DeAndre, That's can't, a fact. DeAndre That's Hopkins a fact. can't say the same. That's a fact. However... If you're looking solely at the numbers, Antonio Brown is is kind of crop dusting everybody right now. Julio's up there too now, but Antonio Brown is just taking it to another <laughs> not, level. Now with Steve Sarkeesian at the helm, <laughs> we'll get into the NFC South another day. All right, stop with all that. <laughs> so, what do you see for this team next year? Yeah, I looked at the record. I mean, I looked at the schedule, and it was tough. I probably did it five times because I'm thinking, I'm like, mm, mm, mm. nine and seven was the best I could do. Really? Nine and seven. And that's pretty good. That's pretty good. I'm going to flip that and go seven and nine. Okay, I respect it. It's a tough schedule. The division opponents are going to be tough. Yeah. And then they play the Falcons, they play the, the car. Uh, the, uh, Panthers, I think. For me, that's 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 the telling factor. They're, they're divisional games. Yeah. Because they don't yeah. do fairly well in divisional yeah. games. Especially against the Colts. I mean, and when you got to play Tennessee, Jacksonville, and Colts, mm-hmm. that's six mm-hmm. of your six mm-hmm. of your ten games right there. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, that that's gonna be interesting. And then. Uh, Matter of yeah. fact, you know what? No, I'll take it. I'll do one better. I'll say six and ten. Oh man. I'll say six and ten. Wow. I'm gonna yeah six and ten. That's tough. I mean, hopefully, but um, <laughs> offensive line. It's going to come down to that offensive line. Let's just keep it there. Ooh. Well, are we going to save the best for last? We got to save the best for last at this point. So kick it off. The Tennessee Titans, which are my new, or which are my second team, because they took Ryan Tannehill off our hands, so <laughs> shout out to Tennessee Titans. And Cameron Wake. And Cameron Wake. Um, so last year, the Tennessee Titans, the Tennessee Titans last year were the same team that they've been <laughs> the past three years. You don't want to play them in the playoffs. They're blue collar. They're going to run you down ragged. If they make it. You know, if they make it. But even in the regular season, if it comes down, if you have to play this team in the last stretch of the regular season, the last four to six weeks, you know. Well, but, but then again, by then, Marcus Mariota might not be playing, so. Yeah, and you don't know what's Marcus Mariota going to get day in and day out. It's just... The the one it's, it's constant a, oh. remain is Derrick Henry on that offense. Derrick Henry's been consistent. And their offensive, and their offensive line. line. And their offensive line. And they've been getting better every year. So their offensive line with the run game has been what's taken them to the playoffs two years ago. And what, <clears throat> excuse me, what has kept them in a lot of games. Last year, they had a lot of good games that they, they could have won, but they didn't. But they did play a solid, solid year last year. Uh, Marcus Mariota ended up getting hurt toward the end of the year and had to sit out, come in, sit out, you know, Blaine Gabbert. Well, what do you and then they lost to Lady Walker week one. I was I was there for that one. That was wild, yeah. In the longest game of NFL history. Uh, yep, I was there for history, just so people know. <laughs> the longest game in the hottest stadium. <laughs> yeah, I, I, in the I, country. I and I and I seen it and that hurt both my eyes and it hurt my fantasy team. So that, week that was one. the only time you had Sunday ticket. <laughs> <laughs> so Let's go. Tennessee Titans. Well, I mean, they, they re-signed, uh, they brought back Kenny uh, Varco. Kenny, uh, Kenny Vaccaro. Vaccaro, yeah, there we go. And then, like you said, K- 
Cameron Wake. They lost to Rapco and they replaced him with Cameron Wake. Really? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> really? Uh, Head scratcher, but they hey. They signed Ryan Tannehill, which I think is a good signing for them, though. Ryan Tannehill, Ryan Tannehill is a good he's backup. A, he's a solid He's a solid backup, which they clearly need because, you know. No. I think Ryan Tannehill is a solid quarterback. He's he's enough to to get there, but well, I don't want to say get there and you guys take that. He's a, he's enough to win a game, right? But when he's Miami, it didn't work out. He went through how many head coaches? He also had one of the worst offensive lines. Um, they never tried to help his case with that. Uh, they finally went out and got some receiving help with Albert Wilson, Kenny Stills, but. It just wasn't enough. Devontae Parker didn't pan out as far as uh, Miami Dolphins fans' perspectives. But, like we said, he's a backup here. And when, because it's not if, it's when Marcus Mariota needs to sit out that game or two. You can lean on Ryan Tannehill to hand the ball off 40 times a game and make a couple smart throws. I No, I, no, I completely agree. No disrespect to Ryan Tannehill. No, I think... Like you said, it's not if, it's when uh, Marcus Mariota gets injured. If Tannehill has to step in, you know, three, four, maybe five <laughs> games, he'll probably, within that time span, go two and two, two and three, which pretty much fits with the Tennessee Titans. What I will do. what I will say, though, is that I like their offseason, right? So first-round draft pick Jeffrey Simmons, yeah. He's a top 10 pick if they if he doesn't tear his ACL. Yeah, yeah. And he had that video where he alleged no, he didn't allegedly do nothing. Where he beat the girl up, right? So everybody has their days. Some people have them worse than others. Tennessee Titan felt like no, nah, they needed him. So they went out and got him. And they'll work out work out the details later. So mm-hmm. nonetheless, a good football player, a great football player. They also had to uh Fortune to draft AJ Brown out yes. of Ole Miss, right? Yes. All this hype around DJ DK Metcalf. Is he going to be this free Julio Jones size? This and this and that. However, the better receiver at Ole Miss was AJ Brown, mm-hmm. and the more solid receiver for the NFL's prototype is AJ Brown. Correct. Now, I'm not saying that he's going to have a better season than DK Metcalf. He should. He's a better player, but. Uh, Solid pick, nonetheless, and they also signed Adam Humphreys, right? Solid slot receiver. He can help Corey Davis and A.J. Brown in his rookie year. Um, so that's kind of coming together. The offensive line is one of the best in the NFL, and, uh, you know, they're going to have to focus just like the Texans on winning divisional games. That's going to be their only chance if they win divisional games because uh, their schedule is tough as well. NFL didn't go easy on the AFC South this year, I'll tell you that. Because uh, that's the close issue too, but this is for the this is for the few and far between, right? Hmm. This ain't for everybody, right? When you're good, you're supposed to get that tough schedule and embrace it, right? You're supposed to go on the road on Monday night and try to win that game, right? Not everybody's looking at it like that, and I don't think the Titans are one of those teams this year that are looking at their tough matchups like we should win this game. Yeah, like, obviously they yeah. are. No, but I we are. Yeah, I definitely don't think they're looking at it like that. I think they're kind of looking at it from the fans' point of view, like, oh, really? Right. Yeah. Uh, funny excerpt from TMZ. I had to screenshot it. They said, How badly does Coach Mike Vrabel want to win the Super Bowl? 
Well, the Tennessee Titans head coach said he's fully prepared to part ways with his Johnson in exchange for a championship. So they said basically he was on a podcast. Uh, Taylor Lewan and Will Compton, they have a podcast called Bustin' with the Boys. And they asked their coach if he would make the ultimate sacrifice to chop off his wiener in exchange for his first ring as a head coach. He said, I've been married 20 years. Yeah, probably. <laughs> he said, he said, you guys will be married for 20 years one day. You won't need it. Wow. And how would, <laughs> yo, you feel me? He said, and how would Mike Vrabel's wife, Jen, handle this? He said, she would be like, do you want me to do it now? You want me to do it? <laughs> that's pretty funny. That was just a pretty funny little... Uh, I was kind of taking like shots. Yeah, that's kind of... I'm, I'm straight. Oh. I don't need that Super Bowl. <laughs> but um, nonetheless... What good, I think, good news for him, neither going to happen. So, You know, what I think the Titans need to, to have success this year is going gonna, is gonna to rely on their quarterback health. Yeah, their offense line is just gonna have to come do it again, and Derrick Henry's gonna have to follow. Workhorse defense. They have a solid defense, right? Wesley Woodyard's back there. Case uh, uh, Jarrell Casey. They got. I mean, I guess a forty-year-old Cameron Wake. Um, they have uh, Adoree Jackson back there. Kevin Byard, one of the better safeties in the league. It's a solid defense. It's a solid team all around. If they no, can no, get no, it to come together, is, that secondary is true. They can get it to come together. They have good chance. They have a good chance. They have a good chance to be the team to win, uh, get to the playoffs twice. And you know, what I'm saying AFC West. You got the Char- Chargers and the Chiefs. Yeah, this might be that other division. I don't know how I couldn't word that, but you know what I mean. Right, um, right. I'm not saying it's gonna happen. My record for the Tennessee Titans. Actually, I couldn't think of it because it was kind of tough. But I have them in that. I still have them in that eight and eight, nine and seven range as well, and that's going to depend on on if the team comes together like we just said. If it comes together in that way, they can go ten and six. Yeah, but I don't just I just don't see it happening. Exactly, they haven't shown anything to to prove that they that they can and will be that team. Uh, like you said, it's it's kind of sad. I mean, everything's there. They just for whatever reason don't have that it factor, that thing to get them over the hump, whether it be coaching. Uh, or otherwise, so I have them. I have their rec- record reflecting their team as a whole. It's eight and eight. <laughs> like when you look at the Tennessee Titans, they're just an eight and eight team. They've so, always been. Yeah, simple as that. So, what does that bring us to? The creme de la creme of this division. We say the best for last. Maybe an AFC. We'll, we'll leave that. To be shown, you know, closer to November, December. But Indianapolis Colts, best team in the division, best offensive line in the division. Uh, they have the best two young players in the division on each side of the ball. I'll give Ooh. them that. Um, with major shout-outs to Taylor Lewan, with major shout-outs to Kevin Byard. Who isn't that that young anymore? But uh, you know what I'm trying to say. I'm trying to show my respects. But make way for Darius Leonard and make way for Quentin Nelson. Also make way for Kenny Moore becoming the highest paid slot cornerback in the league. In his fourth season out of Valdosta State, undrafted, 
on his Fred Van Vliet-ish, if you get what I'm saying. The underdog, he's like 5'11", 190 pounds, locking up your fastest receiver. Nice. We're going to do this. We're going to come with swag in this because this is my team. I could, I could talk about him with my eyes closed. I could talk about him back in 2003. I could talk about him going into the 2022 season. So last year, 1-5 start for the Colts. I've said it at least 10 times on this podcast. All of those games were within one possession. All of those games, we had a chance to do something at the end of the game and make the play to win. Unfortunately, it didn't go in our favor. It taught us adversity. We were very young. We didn't know how to handle loss. We finally flipped that switch at one and five. I don't know what it was. I don't know if it was Coach Frank. I don't know if it was Andrew. I don't know if it was Darius Leonard on the defensive side. Whoever came out and did what they had to do to make this team turn around and win 10 straight games, mind you, all of their divisional games, uh, back-to-back do-or-die games going into the last two weeks of the season, having to beat a divisional opponent to win your division last game of the season, to then playing your divisional opponent in the wild card, beating them on the road. Handedly. By the end of the first quarter. Because we were watching that game. Yes, sir. I remember that. That was on the 6th of January. It was a Saturday. Um, You know, we ended up having to play who I would say was the best team in the league. Obviously, the Patriots won the Super Bowl. Obviously, uh, okay, whatever. I take it back. They played one of the best teams one in the league. Of the, uh, definitely one of the best. We played the best offense in the league. That was our problem. And yeah. we play a cover two defense. And Tyreek Hill is unguardable. Travis Kelsey is unguardable. And Patrick Mahomes, in his technically his rookie year, he made it look too easy. It was too smooth. So it hurt to watch. But what I did take away from it was that we fought that whole game because as yeah. much as we were getting our ass kicked, we still had a chance to win toward the end of the game. Agreed. With T.Y. Hilton's clutch touchdown, with Darius Leonard's force fumble on Sammy Watkins. We just couldn't do it. We started off too slow. And what did I say? Eric Ebron on our first drive, third down, dropped the pass, and we went three and out. And from there, it was flat. It was done. The offense could not take off, and then it was too much pressure. We was letting Oh, and let's not forget the uh, Adam Van Terry two. <sighs> Count them two. I forgot. Case. I forgot. I forgot. Right before the half, that one hurt. Oof. That one hurt. Yeah, because that drive was Right before the half. Huge. <laughs> right before the half. And we contemplated going for it. Nonetheless, this is about 2019, right? We're talking about the future. We just had to recap the season, let everybody know how we so, was coming. Yeah, so how, um, how was your offseason looking? Offseason like? was looking pretty good. We had some 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 key signings. We gave uh, Devin Funches a one-year prove-it deal in a sense. Um, see what you can do deal for $13 million. And I, and I respect that he's a 6'4", uh, physical wide receiver, 220, played at Michigan. He played as a tight end his first two years at Michigan came to the Panthers he's been to the Super Bowl he had a great season with the Panthers that 2015 year Cam's MVP year and uh, Cam's the most reliable receiver Cam, yeah since Greg Olson you know can went down with injury and, and could uh, couldn't stay healthy 
the past two seasons. Yeah, and the Colts, you know, obviously we had Dontrell Inman toward the end of the year last year. He was our 6'2 target. We, but obviously he was, you know, he's going into his, like, 28 years old or so. Um, and we wanted to get younger. We got younger. We got bigger. We got faster. And this is a clutch signing for a key red zone target we can use. Now it's just going to open more for Eric Ebron to kind of try to gronkify himself into the uh, AFC. Uh, Justin Houston was another signing that I really like. You know, he doesn't have to play every snap. He's going to come in, you know, third downs. He's going to come in late game situation. He's going to be there in the playoffs. And he's going to be there for the young guys and show them how to work. You know, Robert Mathis is showing them in practice, and he's actually doing what Robert Mathis is showing them. Um, I can only think that's going to help. You know, young guys like Taquan Lewis, Kamoko Ture. Um, listen, my... My my favorite one here is Paris Campbell because the opportunities are endless. We saw what Tyreek Hill could do last year, and we know we have a mastermind of a coach. What do great coaches do? What does everybody in the NFL do? See what happens best and bring it onto your team, right? Steal the style, right? And do it better. Mm-hmm. Frank Wright, I feel like he's very credentialed to do that. Um, He's going to find the perfect ways to pair him up with T.Y. Hilton and make teams just choose. Just just pick your poison, right? Pick your poison. If Marlon Mack is running the ball the way he did toward the end of last year, he missed four games in the beginning, started off a little slow. When he started you know, running against Dallas, when he ran it down Buffalo's throat, when he ran it down, uh, he ran it down Cincinnati's throat week one too. But anyways, if he's having a good game, you know, it's just going to be scary, man. You got a deep threat. And T.Y. Mar- Hilton. And Marlon Mack was killing in the playoffs. That's what I'm saying. We got a deep threat in T.Y. Hilton. We got a big possession wide receiver, Devin Funches. We got a killer slot receiver that was a very great college wide receiver. We're not going to give him credit for NFL work. He hasn't done anything. And Paris Campbell, fastest player in the draft. And you have a red zone target in your tight end in Ebron. And not to mention Jack Doe is coming back from his hip injury, which he suffered versus the Dolphins. So it's just Arsenal, Arsenal. And then it's Andrew Luck. Like, we're talking about the valedictorian. I love the fact that you guys had so much house money and everybody's saying Le'Veon and go get this person, that person. You guys stuck with your guns, trusted the process. You guys have definitely, in my opinion, one of the best staffs because you guys can not only draft players, but you know how to develop players right. and get the fullest potential out of them. As we said, Kenny Moore, you know, so, uh, Quincy Wilson is finally coming into his own, which these guys are young, man. These guys are 23, 24 years old. You can't expect these dudes to, to be pro bowlers, you know, out of rookie year. I mean, some of them are made for that. Some of them aren't. Malik Hooker, he doesn't have the, the numbers to make you jump out and say, wow, this dude is going to the Pro Bowl and this and that. But if you look at the, 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 the deep dish numbers, you're going to see that quarterbacks are not throwing his way. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? They're just avoiding him at all costs. And when he does, his numbers and his percentages and his completion percentage is amazing. It's just not going to be outcased, uh, showcased, because they're not giving him the opportunity to make the play. And, yeah, I'm not going to say every single time he does he makes the play, but he makes the play more times than not. His problem is staying healthy. The Colts have it. They're coming together, and I think this year is 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 – I don't say Super Bowl or bust because we're still one of the younger teams in the league. 
Anthony Walker, Darius Leonard are the. Uh, there was only three linebackers last year that that had uh, over a hundred tackles, and Darius Leonard and Anthony Walker were two of them. Didn't Darius Leonard lead the league? Darius Leonard led the league in tackles. Fifty-two. Yeah, rookie of the year. Rookie, yeah, no Pro Bowl though. Oh wait, wait, NFL All Pro first team. Well, it's not first team. It's just NFL All Pro. No Pro Bowl. It's the fans' vote. Remember that. But uh, yeah, I think I think the Colts got to shoot for the stars this year. They have a great chance. The AFC is wide open. Um, you know, you got teams like the Browns thinking that they can make it to the Super Bowl. You know, the Steelers aren't going to be there. The Patriots are going to be there. The Chiefs are going to be there. But they lo- uh, they're losing. Well, we got to figure out what's going on with this Tyreek Hill situation. But it's not looking too good for him. Um, it might be looking a little better than we expect. Whatever the case is, the Colts have a chance to get back to exactly where they were last year and move on. And they'll have a better chance by securing home field advantage and making Kansas City or New England run through, New, uh, run through Indy. Right. So uh, high expectations for them, but I, I think they have the talent to do so. Um, any keys to, to, to success maybe deep into the season this year or? Oh, it's definitely going to be uh, Andrew Luck's health. I think you only go as far as Andrew, as Andrew Luck carries you. That's been apparent, and we've seen in the past you know, three years that you haven't had him. But I don't think that will be a problem with having the best offensive line in the league, in my opinion. And that offensive line is... I think there was like seven games or nine games that he didn't get sacked straight. Yeah, like the, that offensive line is down and gritty. Like They're like defensive linemen. Like They, they love the contact. They love... I mean, I've seen Quentin Nelson move and put Jadavian Clowney on his ass with ease. So, and that was just a snippet. And they clearly, exhaustion is not a problem for them. They can go all game, mm-hmm. all day, every day. So, I'm, I'm excited to see what this team does after, you know, how... I don't, ex- I don't expect them to have a late start this year. I expect them to know their identity, uh, know what they want, and they're definitely going to improve from last year. I definitely have them going to the AFC Championship Ooh. this year. So my prediction record-wise will be 12-4. and 12-4. and I love it. I love it. You're shooting even higher than I am. I'm going 11-5. and five. It's the safe bet. Um, we have to go on the road to KC. I believe on a Sunday night we got to oh, yeah, go on the yeah, road your guys to the Saints record is on crazy. a Monday yeah. night. Yeah, do winnable games, but they're tough. And like I said, great teams look forward to these matchups. Can't wait till we see Drew Brees on the road Monday night when the world's watching. Patrick Mahomes gets that run back, or we get that run back versus Patrick Mahomes. Andrew Luck gets that run back, and uh, yeah, I'm just I'm just super excited. Uh, so. The schedule is going to play a big part in this. We're going to kill our division. I believe we beat uh, the Titans both games. I believe we beat the Texans both games. That's my opinion. Last year, we lost to the Texans at home in the beginning of the season. It was a one-possession game. We kind of fluked ourselves. Uh, I don't think we do that again this year. The Jaguars might be a split just as far as you know their defense and, and how they play. Um, coming down to Florida, it's probably going to be hot. Different conditions, but I think we're gonna run through the division. No, no, you know, no issues. And uh, yeah, twelve and four is definitely doable. I'm gonna go settle with uh, eleven and five. So, AFC South recap next week. What are we moving on to? We're going out west. Ooh.
We staying in the AFC. Staying in the AFC, going out west. Patrick. So for those of you who don't know, we're gonna be talking Chiefs, Chargers. As it stands now, the Oakland Raiders and the, As it stands, yeah. and the Broncos. So if I just mentioned one of your teams for next week's episode, make sure to send us questions to either me at ATS underscore J Boogie, ATS June on Instagram, Twitter handle. ATS June. And then Get ATS Pod Official at Instagram. Get at us. Questions, and all comments. Questions. Antonio Brown, you know, predictions, hard not talk, all that. Damn. Ooh, that hard not talk in the head. It's gonna be crazy. Thank you guys for listening. Back, back, back your part, I ain't at the garden I'm a Harlem nigga, I'm at Dykeman My favorite shooter had the Swiss states Tryna stay low from indictments I've been the same nigga since diapers Same nigga with no license Same nigga caught the train nigga Now I'm getting brain from your wifey You need a pass just to come round I need that roly face bust down Tryna chill cause it's Ramadan But I kill these niggas when that sun down I ain't cool unless a gun round You can lose your life over one pound Take my time in the trap stress And I'm bagging up in a rush now Fuck what you thought, this not LA So we ain't driving by, we gon' pull up and park Catch you at the light, make it get dark In the night with bitches taking it off I'm just trying to get my cake up My bitch bad with no makeup Gunning for you, got a hungry lawyer Go up in the court and chew the case up Bully probably pull a wraith up I been thinking about that ghost shit I'm retarded when it come to cops On my mama, I don't know shit On my mama, I done sold nicks Not a liar, never sold bricks If they raid the crib, nigga, don't snitch Everybody get it, I got no picks Trey Pound, that's a KD Pray to God they don't take me Rolex or AP, 226 with no safety Get some work and hit the road we was hustling in the cold Feel it when it hit your nose Waking up with different hoes Trey Pound, that's a KD Pray to God they don't take me Rolex or AP 226 with no safety Get some work and hit the road We was hustling in the cold Feel it when it hit your nose Waking up with different hoes Trey Pound, that's a KD I ain't showing up, they don't pay me Been nice since Kate Key These bitches on to me lately Telling me that I look good Telling me that I smell nice This why I sell plus sour D Still on my mom's for that bell price Play ball and I played the trap I can tell you about what them scales like Had a celly with a bump bed I can tell you about what them jails like Cop shit before it hit the streets You still waiting for that sale price Stepped on to get dismissed We like big fish talking well tight 45 that's a comeback East River where they dumped that. Had breakfast on Linux Ave Got a flight to Vegas where lunch at My youngin got it he can pump that My homie hit it I don't want that Hate a bitch that never I got her own, always asking niggas where the blunt's at 33, that's a Scott Pip Foreign bitch up in the drop six Thinking when I couldn't cop shit I would trap in Queens, Freddy Wap shit Rockstar, need a mosh pit Live a thug life on some pop shit Fly nigga, need a cockpit You ain't fucking with me, you can watch this Trey Pound, that's a KD Pray to God they don't take me Rolex or AP 226 with no safety Get some work and hit the road We was hustling in the cold Feel it when it hit your nose Waking up with different hoes Trey Pound, that's a KD Pray to God they don't take me Rolex or AP 226 with no safety Get some work and hit the road We was hustling in the cold Feel it when it hit your nose Waking up with different hoes